gotta fight for your right to podcast. Yeah. <laughs> remember that big war we fought to be able to podcast? Yeah, exactly. That was a big it. one. You know what? That might actually become a truth. Can you imagine that? <laughs> the great like podcast if, wars. Yeah, like uh, if if uh, if uh, net neutrality yeah, yeah. can just gets completely gutted. You could see, you know, Scott Ackerman and uh, uh, Mark Marin <laughs> yeah, taking yeah. up arms. <laughs> Scrawny, scrawny, scrawny arms, arms, pale yeah. arms. Yeah, with an army of cats behind Mark Marin. Yeah. You know, speaking of the net neutrality thing, though, I am really stoked to see that. Yeah. You remember right when that was starting to go through, I was like, I just can't wait for Elon Musk to make Tesla net and uh-huh. take it all away. Yeah. Did you see the announcement last week? No. Dude, okay. Tesla net? Yeah. Awesome. T- 2019. Next fucking year. 2019. Yeah. Is that like Coney 2012? It's similar, but oh, okay. better outcome overall. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> um... Boy, people forgot about that fast. Yeah, they? they did real quick. Those that. children remain invisible. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but apparently SpaceX is planning to launch, I can't remember how many it was, but like tons of satellites oh, all yeah. over the Earth. Cool. And he's pr- not going to... Like Facebook was going to do that thing where they like have uh, internet for communities, but yeah. it was like limited okay. and it all ran through Facebook. Ooh, I didn't yeah, even that. Yeah, that sounds scary. <laughs> Anyway. Well, apparently, basically, his plan is to provide wireless internet for the entire world. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. And they even put a out like a... plan sh- that should have already like, yeah. been initiated by the countries in this world. Yeah, but, exactly. Because yeah. it's going to better humanity. Yeah. And make... also make him filthy fucking rich. Yeah. Yeah. To win-win. <laughs> for him. Yeah. Well, but then the thing is, is, as long as he has money, he keeps doing great things for... The yeah, if he does. Like, if he never becomes race. the villain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you live long enough, you become the villain. You do. What I, learned. Well, I mean, like you, you can start out as the villainous rich person, like yeah. Donald Trump. He, yes. No one ever would claim he was Pharma the bro. Hero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you, you know, you can easily, as you get richer, slide from trying to help people to not knowing what people actually need because you're so separated from it's them. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Think you're actually helping when you're right. Hurting. Yeah. Well, they put out like a projected like price list and I guess you could say like menu items, uh-huh. so to speak. And it's like even like the basic package is an unbelievably high amount of like yeah. you know, gigs of download and speed yeah. and stuff. Also it covers your phone service too, so it's like uh, calls and texting yes. and it's nine dollars and ninety nine cents a month. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, when you were talking about news I thought you were talking about like uh, how Washington passed their net neutrality laws which are actually going to make it very complicated if uh, if individual states have rules saying that the internet service provider can't like you know charge extra money oh, yeah? for fast lanes or whatever it's going to really fuck with them dealing with interstate business and shit when each state has different laws oh yeah so that's going to be awesome huh them trying to figure that out and shitting the bed I'm sure it'll work out great for all of us. Oh, perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, listeners, to Dead and <laughs> <All> Lovely, <laughs> your absolute favorite horror movie review podcast in all the land. Here with the host with the most, it's me, Uncle Ben. And who's that over there at the other side of the table? Who's that man? Woo! It's Hollywood <laughs> Steve Spratling. Oh, sorry. I'm Dollywood Steven it's Spratling. Dollywood, Dollywood Steve. Steven Spratling now. <laughs> you went into remission there for a second. I did, I did. Back to your West Coast ways. Uh-huh. You're being a blood again. It's been a while. <laughs> you're cripping now. I'm, I'm cripping now, yeah. I was <laughs> I was being a blood, but now I'm cripping. 
You're in Krippendorf's tribe. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> uh, who was in that? Jenna Elfman? Was she in that? Yeah, was... Jenna Elfman was in there. And wasn't uh, Richard Dreyfus? Richard Dreyfus, right. Mr. Holland. Mr. Holland. Yeah. He's an asshole. I think so. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> One of those things. Uh-huh. How you been doing this week, Steve? It's like week uh, number two in the rolling hills of Tennessee for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, my sinuses have not uh, adjusted. Oh, they're great, bit. aren't they? Cannot hear out of my left ear. Tight. It's so clogged. Um, but again, it's uh, it's very relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice pretty low key kind of place. Uh huh. And the weather uh, got a bit warmer. Starting the past to. couple days, so it's that was starting nice. to. Yeah. The other day was quite nice. Mm-hmm. A little cooler today, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with it. Yeah. So I've you know not really been doing a whole lot. Uh, I've been writing. Uh. My wife and I like to unpack in phases. Yeah. Where we get it to a point where we're like, I'm fine with this for a few days. Totally. So we still have boxes that we haven't unpacked. Dude, I've been in this house for like six or seven years. Yeah. And there are still boxes we haven't unpacked. I just don't, like, I don't know if we need any of that stuff. Yeah, if we don't, don't. can we just throw it away? Is that? Yeah, that's the rule. Is that allowed? Okay. Absolutely so. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's so much stuff that I know. I mean, you know, again, if it's been in a box for like seven years, yeah, you clearly I don't, don't need fucking it. need it. Yeah. The second you throw it away, somebody will be like, "If anybody here has a ticket stub, <laughs> Daniana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, you get five hundred thousand dollars," and you'll be like, fuck. <laughs> "Fuck, damn it!" And somebody will be like, "I found one in the trash. <laughs> My trash. <laughs> I it. dig through your trash. <laughs> I won't need to now. I have half a million dollars." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it would go, man. You been watching anything good this week? Uh, yeah. Well, um, last week we said that uh, we were recording two in a row, but fake we actually news. didn't. We, it was fake news. Uh, alternative facts, I like. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but I did mention that I was going to talk about a movie I watched with James Franco. It's true. Called The Vault. The Vault. It's I don't know about this. It's a horror movie. It is not very good. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does have some good moments. What's it about? Uh, some siblings and friends try to rob a bank. Okay. And the bank is haunted. Haunted bank? Yeah. So it's got so it's got a cool element to it. Mm. Uh, it was all right. I mean, it's not great. Like, the acting was pretty terrible. I'm imagining that the bank is haunted by, like, Benjamin Franklin and Andrew Jackson. And yeah. George yeah. Washington. Yeah, the ghosts of money. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> just a bunch of old white men <laughs> just on the place up. why is it i mean listen i'm not the first to make this observation but why is it that anytime people see a ghost yeah they're always dressed in victorian garb oh, or yeah. in like prairie dresses or something yeah, no idea why don't you see uh, a kid wearing a nirvana shirt who mm. slid his wrists in your house. Dude, I want to see like, a, a ghost wearing Jinkos. Yeah. Some great big I, you know wide what? pants. If somebody is wearing Jinkos, I'd like them to be a ghost. <laughs> I'll agree with that. You deserve to die for those pants. <laughs> what the hell? I don't get that. What are you going to put in those things? Them. Those were so popular when I was in high school. Never and I had never any. had a pair because it was like, fuck, those look stupid. Yeah, that was the thing. Is like, There's a lot of stuff that was in fashion when we were kids that yeah. I wanted, but I didn't have because I was poor yeah. as fuck. Uh-huh. Even back then, I was like, I'm broken. I wouldn't wear those. (laughs) (laughs) I'd I'd make two pairs of pants out of those. (laughs) Yeah, be resourceful. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. And then I remember because I I used to skate. And I remember other kids who skated would wear those. It's like, how? 
how are you skating in 20 pounds of denim? Imagine if you ever fell in like a body of water. Yeah. You're you should just drown. You'd be over. You'd be it. Especially if you had those ones with all the chains and, and shit. So I'm, let's go ahead and write this movie. A, a haunted <laughs> riverbank where some kid fell into a river wearing his jinkos and now he, he haunts a, a bridge nearby or something. I think it'd be better if it was like their ghost returned to the place that they bought the pants. So it'd be like uh, He's a, a hot, hot topic. topic or a gadzooks. <laughs> gadzooks. Yeah. He's a gadzooks. Yeah. He's just haunting a Spencer's gift. Oh, Spencer's. That was the yeah. other one I was trying to think of. I was like, what was that other shitty, trashy mall store? Yeah. Spencer's. For your supply of... Novelty items, including dildos. Yeah. Spencers. <laughs> the occasional dildo. Yeah, and a lot of Bob Marley stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, we got a haunted Gadzooks or haunted Spencers. I think that's a great <laughs> idea for a movie. I've seen worse movies than that is the thing. Yes. 100%. I saw this movie with a haunted bank recently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The vault? Yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> what was the James Franco percentage that it had James, in it? He's 100%? not in there much. He's good in it, but like yeah. he's not in there much. You can tell they didn't have him for long. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of scenes. Yeah. But it actually... Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's got... It's got potential. Yeah. It could have been good. And some of the, the effects are cool. Okay. Yeah. So, right. if you're going to watch it... Check it. I mean, go for it. It's got Taryn Manning from Orange is the New Black in it. Okay, tight. She's really bad in it. Yeah, it's, sick. It's like she must have just been like, I need money. Let's just do this real quick. <laughs> Fuck it. I got to get out of here. <laughs> Man, I've been watching some TV lately. I've been TV really? showing some. Yeah. What have you been, what have you been TV seeing? So we, uh, we blew through on Netflix there that new season of Queer Eye that they have on there. Oh, okay. And it's awesome. Did you pick up any tips? There, uh, There's all kinds. There's also oh. <laughs> a guy on there who, amongst our circle of friends, is just now known as Gay Ben. Gay Ben? He looks like you? Absolutely. That's adorable. Yeah. And he basically just acts like me when I'm drunk. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, it's widely Walking spread. Walking into rooms saying, what's up, cunts? And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stuff uh -huh. like that. Like, anybody that has watched it. You'll know exactly who I'm talking about. I can't remember okay. his name, but you know it's actually really good. Like, did you ever watch the old one? No, no. Like, I think was... I think it was popular when I was in Russia, so I didn't. Yeah, really... yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, the original series is cool. It was mainly just focused on you know getting people yeah made over and yeah, like why you dress like shit, dumbass. Yeah. Let's fix that. But dude, in this in this one, they're actually kind of um, kind of doing more. I guess you'd say social reachy, social acceptance kind of thing. Oh, that's like, cool. There's this one where they helped this guy put together this like dinner party and stuff oh. like this, where he was like coming out to his mom. Oh man. Yeah, but it's it's really awesome because I don't know. I don't feel like they could have done that in the original series, no. which is only like ten years or so. No, because yeah, I mean like we've had gay characters around for a long time, but yeah. they've always been comic relief. Yeah, yeah. Like so, even Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was like, <laughs> look at these gay guys. Uh, yeah. Talk about fashion all the time, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, the moment that it became serious, like when Ellen came out, yeah, like everybody lost their fucking shit. Sure, because first off, women aren't supposed to be gay, no, uh -uh. you know, unless they're just at an all girls school, but that's just for fun, girl and you know, school, yeah, exactly, <laughs> girls school, Britney Fox, but yeah, like yeah, they couldn't be serious, yeah, and uh, you know, now it's a, a much better climate i think i think it's interesting how we've all responded to uh you know the the people who are outing themselves as white supremacists or you know as uh, extremely homophobic or whatever yeah. uh i think we've all responded well by not letting 
like some some people maybe trying to pass laws that would regress things, mm-hmm. but I think we all culturally in the cultural subconscious, yeah. we've all just moved on. We're all just like, no, like gay people are gay people. They're yeah, just cares? normal yeah. everyday people that have sex with their own sex. Uh, I don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's just the old rich white men who are <laughs> like just screaming at the top of their lungs about yeah. how a boys ain't supposed to kiss. It's different and I don't like it. It hurts my brain parts. That don't make no baby. <laughs> and then they get like, it just it happens all the time. The, the most outspoken homophobes always get found fucking a little boy. Oh yeah, absolutely so. Always. Always. Yeah. The moment someone gets outspoken, just pull your child away from them. Yeah. And hold them close. They're probably diddlers. <laughs> and say, don't talk to that man and Not don't him. keep secrets. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really enjoyable season though. And it's, That's like, cool. it's cool too because like they're going around to like good old boys and like firemen and stuff oh, okay. like this and they're and these guys just don't give a shit at all that they're yeah. hanging around a bunch of gay boys yeah and stuff. i always like i mean i i know here i grew up here in jefferson county yeah uh i know here there's a lot of rednecks and stuff oh yeah i know that anybody who i went to high school with who was gay would probably have some horror stories for sure Oh yeah sure but in general it seemed to me that people were more accepting mm-hmm. than they're made out to be in yeah. the South. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. I mean, there's there's always going to be pockets where that's not true. Yeah. That's true everywhere, not just here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely true everywhere. Yeah. I mean, gay marriage barely passed in California. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and there were some vehement fucking protests and things. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, it's everywhere uh, people have that problem. So, I don't know. The South is uh, full of racists. Yeah. But one reason uh, that uh, I think it's more pronounced is because there are also more black people in the South. Yeah. So you get more incidents of racism occurring to actual people. But, you know, the the people who live in their segregated white communities in Boston. Sure. Or in uh, New York City on the Upper East Side or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they're just as racist. They just never see a black person to yell right. the N word at them. Yeah, or something. there's never any but confrontation. They would. Yeah, but they would, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's a good point, man. It's totally true. Also, watched a a not very good movie the other night. What it was? I watched Valerian. In oh, the Planet of a Thousand Cities or whatever. Gosh, I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lessen the impact of what you're about to say okay. by saying I I don't like Luke Besson. Go ahead. What do you like? The Fifth Element though. No. No. It's a bad movie. You're full of shit. The Fifth oh Element's God. awesome. No so way. So bad. We should cover it. Uh, it's Seriously. so awesome, dude. Do you not cringe your ass off during that singing scene? It's fun. Does that? No. <laughs> no. There's nothing fun about it. Uh, I I think the thing that people love about it is that it has some good performances in it. It does. But, it's an imaginative world building and sure costumery and so on. Sure, but. The story's terrible. The dialogue's Man. horrible. Most of it's stupid. Oh, you would really not like Valerian then. Yeah. Because uh, I lo- clearly, I love The Fifth Element. Yeah. Valerian, dude, I will tell you, though, it is one of the damn prettiest movies I've ever seen in my life. It's unbelievably gorgeous. Yeah. And there's some really cool ideas and concepts within the first 30 minutes of the movie. Uh-huh. And then the movie keeps going is the problem. Yeah. It should have not. <laughs> And dude, it's like the main character in it 
the dude in, whose name is Valerian. Dane DeHaan. Yeah, I don't know. looking Dane DeHaan. Yeah. Dude, he sounds and acts exactly like Keanu Reeves. He does. Like, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. How do you get work when you act like Keanu Reeves? Hmm. And Keanu Reeves is still around. Well, I mean, Keanu's not going to take those smaller roles that they write for Keanu. So, yeah, there you go. The, he's the mini Keanu. <laughs> you slide in. <laughs> mini key. Uh, he, he was pretty good in uh, Cure for Wellness. But, I never uh, saw that. It's all right. He's also older than you'd think. Yeah, I'd believe that. Yeah, in Valerian, he looks like he's like fucking 15. I think he always looks like he's 15. Yeah, yeah but he's, he's... He was born in 86. Yeah, he's not... Uh, uh, he's not a spring chicken. No. He's not a, old. He's a scant two years younger than I. I say, huh? Say, huh? huh? He looked like a kinder child. He does. He does look like a kinder child. And Cara Delevingne's in there, right? Um, I think. Yeah. yeah. Eyebrows? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. She's uh, great. I like her. Also, fucking uh, Herbie Hancock is in it. Really? Yeah. What? Like he appeared on the screen. I was like... Herbie Hancock, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> and that, and then that was the line. Yeah, the line was Herbie Hancock. Yeah. What are you doing? And then he you know said I don't know piano, piano. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's uh, it's a really pretty movie. I just really wish there would have been somewhat of a story. Yeah. In there, so I don't know about it. What what is a good Luke Besson movie aside from Fifth Element? So I really like the Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like when I try to convince my wife to watch Tom Cruise movies. She refuses to watch any really? Tom Cruise movies. There's some good ones. I yeah, I tried to name them once, and then I realized I don't like a lot of Tom Cruise movies uh, uh, either. Uh, Legend. Okay, yeah, Legend. I love I love the effects, and Tim Curry's great. Hell yeah, yeah, darkness. Uh, Magnolia is, I think, Tom Cruise's best movie. Yeah, Magnolia's in which amazing. he plays himself <laughs> unironically. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Probably not seeing that he was yeah, doing it. Yeah. I like that. Um, I, I like Days of Thunder, all right, but I know sure. that's never going to convince my wife. You can't tell me Top Gun isn't awesome. Top Gun's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Goose. Goose. Et Yeah. The sweaty volleyball. Yeah. The yeah the very homoerotic volleyball <laughs> scene. Mm-mm-mm. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, <laughs> let's see. What else? I know I'm forgetting something. I'm having a harder time thinking of him than I thought that I would. What did he, what does he direct? He direct the Last Samurai? Did he direct The Professional? Was that him? Uh, Luke Besson. Yeah, I like Leon The Professional. I think that's a cool movie. Yeah. Super young Natalie Portman in yeah. there as a kid. Yeah, it's okay. I I remember being uh, not impressed by it when I saw it yeah. as a as a 12 year old. Did you see Lucy? No. I don't think you'd like it. No, I wouldn't because it has <laughs> that uh, we only use 10% of our brain myth. Yeah, yeah, which, which is, is not true. You use all of your fucking brain, just not all the time. <laughs> There's no part of your brain that's going to suddenly make you be able to warp time or whatever she hey, does in that fucking movie. You don't know that. You ever tried? Yeah, you're trying it right now. Yeah. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Did not work. <laughs> I don't think you'd like it. It's it's an okay movie. It's a... Uh, Gets a little silly towards the end. Yeah. Because she just starts getting more and more powerful, and you're like, Jesus Christ. Then, but, then she comes out of the screen and starts fighting people <laughs> yeah, in the audience. We all died. Yeah. There's a seven-day curse and <laughs> carried on like that. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Luke Besson doesn't have the greatest track record. No. But he's got a couple in there. A couple to a tree I like, all right? Yeah. I mean, listen, if the fifth element's on... I will uh, not tell anyone to turn it off, okay. but most people will tell me to shut up when I'm making fun of it while it's on. That'd be me. Yeah. It's like, it, I'm not, 
I'm not the type of person you want to invite over to your house to watch a movie that you love. Because yeah. I, I can't not point out my problem <laughs> problems. with it. <laughs> yeah, like as it's going. Yeah. Yeah, I almost got kicked out of a house one time uh, watching Transformers. Oh, and getting God. just fucking rage-filled. People really like those movies. Yeah. A lot. Fuck. God damn it. They're terrible. They're so racist. They're so <laughs> racist. Every black character is a racist, uh, like, caricature. Yeah. Like, they're... they're Eddie Winslow uh, plays a Cadillac named Jazz. <laughs> Seriously? Okay, when, you, when you put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little on the nose, isn't it? Uh, and I, fucking Michael Bay, we've talked about him before. He's terrible. He always has the, um, we've been talking about our plan, pull out shot while everybody stands real close to each other Hell posing. Yeah. Fuck that. It's cool, dude. It's yeah, cool. yeah. Rob Liefeld thought so, too. <laughs> <laughs> what if Rob Liefeld did like a storyboard for a Michael Bay movie? Uh, that would be fucking amazing. And Nickelback did the soundtrack. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch that and I would be seething with anger throughout. But I yeah. think it would be an enjoyable anger where it would just be like, I can't believe every how bad this element is. of this is terrible. <laughs> it's like the Trump presidency, the movie. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Wait, remember when Michael Bay directed that, um, that was the, uh, fuck. It, it came out right before the election. Okay. And it was about, uh, Benghazi. That's it. Fucking shit. Okay. It took me forever. It was about Benghazi. And John Krasinski's in it. Okay. Was it total fucking hot dog It was dog propaganda, shit? yeah. <laughs> it was just propaganda, like, Hillary Clinton fucked us. Yeah. And John Krasinski's a liberal. What? <laughs> Why would you be in that movie? You know what this movie is for. Yeah. Like, you know that this movie is like this low-key dig at, at Hillary Clinton yeah. right before the election. Jeez. And you, you're in, I don't care how much money they paid you. You have to take a stand at some point. You sold out. You yeah, sold, you out. sold out. You yeah. sold out. Someone should hit him with a chair. <laughs> Emily Blunt, hit your husband with a chair. Oh, man. Is Though that he the... apparently directed a horror movie that's yeah. coming out soon with Emily Blunt that... Oh, it's supposed to be good. According it's supposed to, to early reviews. Yeah. Right on, man. Run right on. Well, Steve, this week I also watched another movie, which was an anthology. Anthology. It's an anthology movie <laughs> on the Netflix. Yeah. What was it? It's called XX. It's a prequel to Triple X. Uh huh. Yeah. Vin Diesel's not in it. I was he really disappointed do by that. He doesn't do second movies. Yeah. But he'll do like the rest. He is Groot. <laughs> he is Groot. He is Groot. Did Wait, did you? James Gunn has said recently that that baby Groot. Yeah. Uh, like he's not Groot. Groot mm -hmm. died. Right. Baby Groot is is Groot uh, in the same sense that Groot was Groot. Yeah. All of his people are Groot, but he's not the same person. Okay. So that's cool. People got a little upset because they were like, "No, Groot died. He's a tree person. He's a fucking tree person. Yeah. Also, he's not a real person. He's a fictional character." Is he? I Holy think. shit. He's based on a true story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, trees exist. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> obvious. <laughs> so we watched XX this week, and that's going to be the subject of our of our show here. And it is a, a horror anthology movie featuring four different shorts that was all directed by the women's. Women directed all of these shorts. They uh, did it. And wrote all of them. Though one is based on 
a Jack Cancha, Jack Ketchum short yeah. story. It is changed up quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's so, going to be the subject of our of our show here today, which is part of our recognition of Women's History Month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Get out of the kitchen. Yeah. Put some shoes on. Put some shoes on. Get an abortion. Yeah, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> that is, listen, that is, that's my philosophy. Yeah. Women need to get out of the kitchen. Yep. I like, I, I like yeah, to cook. I like to cook. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want people around. More room for me. Yeah, I need, I need my room. Yeah. And also, you know, but you can wear shoes or not. Yeah, that's so fine. I don't, that's Either fine. Way, you yeah. do whatever you want. But you know what? Pregnancy's not for everybody. I don't want a kid. I don't either. So. No, huh? Aborted. Get your smushmortion. Just, you know, scramble that up. Yeah. Get it out. <laughs> so, in uh, as part of our show here, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite other movies. What was directed... By women's. women's. Mm-hmm. The women's. Mm-hmm. What do you got first on your list here, Steven? Well, we should immediately talk about Wonder Woman. I love Old the Patty Wonder Jenkins. Woman. She also directed Monster. She's directed other things. That's Monster's the, uh, really good. The, the uh, damn, Charlie's Throne. Charlie's Throne, yeah. I actually never yeah. watched that. Oh, you should check it out. I've heard it's really good. It is. Eileen Wernos. Seems real creepy. upbeat, real lively movie. It is. It's a fun time at Feel the Feel good hit of the summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did enjoy a Wonder Woman yeah. very much, though. Uh, DC finally fucking got something right, which was sick. They 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 were too conservative, I think. They definitely yeah. focused too much on Steve Trevor. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Now, that, now that you pointed that out, I can definitely see what you mean. But I think everything, every single scene that Gal Gadot in, she Shh. fucking nails it. Man. She's so good. She is Wonder Woman. Like, I know. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. And it's so interesting... To me too, that that DC totally beat Marvel to the yeah. make an awesome female superhero movie. It punch. really like how 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 did that happen? Yeah, I mean, because DC does have some great female characters, yeah. but Marvel has Marvel's so got many, so many. Yeah, like, there should. It took them so long to finally just do the Phoenix mm-hmm. right with X Men. They're well, hopefully they're doing it right. Yeah, I think they'll do it right. But, like, you know, that third X-Men movie really undercut Jean Grey's power oh, God, and, yes. like, fucked up the story oh, and man. stuff. So that, that was, that was, was upsetting. They could have already done a Black Widow movie. Without it, a doubt. It would have been good. I would have enjoyed it. Yep. Um, there, there's so many other characters, though, that they could be doing. I yeah. mean, uh, I'm a huge fan of Gwen Stacy as yeah. Gwenpool awesome. and as... Uh, uh, Spider Girl or whatever she yeah, yeah. the character's name is. Uh, I love Ms. Marvel. Yeah, Captain totally. Marvel. Finally, we're going to get Captain Marvel That's soon. Cool. That's yeah. great. Like, There's so many awesome female characters in Marvel. It, they take forever to finally get out a movie. Well, I mean, it took them forever to do a black character even in the universe. Really. Right, yeah. Much less give him his own movie. Uh, I mean, well, I, I guess know. We had War Don Machine. Cheadle. Yeah, we had... Uh, he's kind of a minor character, though. He's a minor character, but uh, he had a bigger role in the second when they replaced him. Yeah. Replaced uh, Terrence Howard with Don Cheadle. Right. War Machine had a much bigger role. But yeah, like, uh, to make a character who is, like, strong black character like uh, Black Panther, who's yeah. the leader. He's not just some ancillary character. Right. Yeah, it took him a while to do that. And a Wonder Woman movie could have been so corny and stuff, too. Oh, absolutely. It could know? have been Invisible Jets. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Exactly. But I love the whole kind of Grecian uh-huh. sort of theme that they took with it. Special effects in it were really, really nice. And like you said, Gal Gadot just was fucking incredible in the movie. She really is. And yeah. uh, 
my, my wife has a huge crush on her now. Of course. She's I think every amazing. human does. I just assume. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Every human has every a crush human on Gal Gadot. What else we got next on our list here, Steve? Um, well, we should, as we're a horror movie podcast, we should definitely talk about Jennifer Kent, who directed The Babadook. Oh, yes. A yes, movie yes, yes. that uh, we haven't covered yet for a particular reason. Maybe I don't want to reveal will. what it is just maybe, yet. Maybe we do it sometime. Maybe we will do it sometime in the near future. It's an awesome, awesome fucking movie. That's one of those ones that I remember whenever it came out on Netflix, there was like all this hype of like, oh my God, there's actually a new horror movie that's fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah. And we like sat a- down and watched it over with Lindsay and Thomas and uh, it was like, oh yeah, actually this is pretty fucking scary. Mm-hmm. And it's original. It wasn't adapted from a book or yeah. anything. It even has, it, if it were to be adapted from a book, I can imagine what book it would be. Yeah. The Duke, <laughs> The book that's in the movie. That's really cool. And again, it's so cool to see such an awesome and original flick in horror from a female director, too. Yeah. That's just cool icing on a cool cake. It is. Um, <laughs> I love that movie, though, so I much. Do. It's um, awesome. Who directed it, uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin? Uh, that was Lynn Ramsey. That's a fucked up movie. Also a lady. Also a woman's. A woman. Um, that is a fucked up movie, and... It everybody in it is great. Like hell yeah, you got the Flash there. He the, is yep. the titular Kevin, mm-hmm. and then you got John C. Riley and Tilda Swinton, the people who need to talk about it. They really should talk yeah, about it. They really they gotta get their shit together. He's on the craze side of things. This kid is an archer. Yeah, <laughs> with deadly aim. A deadly. Aim. I don't know a lot of people that have seen that movie. Like I, I've barely met anybody who has seen that movie, and it makes it's, me sad. That it, is depressing. I, yeah. I think people should see that movie, especially considering how many school shootings and things that we God, deal with know. on a regular occasion. Yeah. To look at the, I give you some insight after into the, effects and to yeah. yeah to to look at, you know, like. The every, warning signs and shit, too. Yeah, yeah, everybody has gotten on this fucking bandwagon of blaming the victims now, where mm-hmm. there's, like, you know, because there was the huge student walkout where people walked out for 17 minutes sure. to commemorate the 17 people killed or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I saw so many people on Facebook saying that instead of walking out, they should walk up mm-hmm. and be nice to other people. Yeah, so, sure. So the problem is that the people in the school were mean, and that's why they died. Oh, yeah. That's what the yeah. problem is. Yeah, for the sure. problem is that. Not, not the easy accessibility of guns, the lack of uh, mental health care. Yeah. yeah, none of that. It's that the kids weren't nice enough. My God, man. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, I know. seriously. Fuck I know. It's the fucking worst. It's yeah. a really amazing movie. It's, it's kind of got shades of like, I would say it's kind of like a weird cocktail of like Rosemary's Baby uh-huh. meets The Omen. Yeah. Maybe meets like Heathers or something. Yeah, kind of. Maybe some of that. Dark it does weird. have some darkness, like dark yeah. comedy almost to it. There's that scene where he's uh, jerking off and his mom walks in and he doesn't stop jerking off. Yeah, that's... That's pretty fucking crazy. That's pretty fucking crazy. That's yeah. a really sweet movie, man. Everybody should check that one out yeah. sometime. Um, and just a, a couple more horror movies. Yeah. Near Dark. Mm-hmm. Catherine fucking Bigelow. The origin of the legendary Lost uh-huh. first episode uh-huh. of Dead and Lovely. I think we should try to recreate it. We should, okay. like... Um, we should do Near Dark. We haven't used the time machine in a long time. Yeah, just get in our time machine, and I'll 
and I'll not rewatch it. I'll just read my notes and try to figure out what I was saying. <laughs> actually, I think I do still have my notes. Yeah, I know I do for sure. That could actually be pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Maybe that's what we do. But uh, I mean, Catherine, Catherine Bigelow, Bigelow has directed other huge shit for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. But she also is, uh, you know, she directed Zero Dark Thirty, which kind of uh, valorizes torture. And makes it seem like it works. It's true. So that's not cool. <laughs> so that's not cool. No. Hey, they can't all be shiners. No, that's true. But I mean, you're, hey, you're you dark know. is awesome. That's one of my favorite Hurt vampire Locker, yeah, Locker, she really did. Yeah, she did the Hurt Locker, too. That's an amazing she, movie. She did get uh, deep, deeper into the psychology of yeah. soldiers and stuff there, and it was less of a rah-rah America type of movie. That is a powerfully depressing movie. Extremely, yeah. I think that scene towards the end where he's like in the grocery store, mm-hmm. just like looking down the freezer aisle or whatever. Yeah. It's one of the most like depressing yeah. images I've ever seen in a yeah. movie. The saddest thing in the world to him is being back home. Yeah, That's, exactly. Because yeah. how do you fucking go on living after being through that stuff? After fucking, Yeah. And especially, oh, yeah. dude, it's like living here in the South. It's like I grew up with so many dudes that from age six were like, I'm going to go in the military yeah. and be a soldier and all this stuff. They're just, they're born for it. Shoot guns. Yeah. yeah. And then they did go off to Iraq and Afghanistan and stuff. And these people I've known my whole life have come back fucked up and jaded. Aren't getting Definitely. any help for it or anything like this. Yeah. It's extremely fucking depressing, especially yeah. if you know somebody who's gone through it, which I think we all do. Yeah. Well, we're, I mean, we're sold growing up that war yep. is about Glamorous good guys and, yeah. versus bad guys. Yeah. And then you go there and it's not. No. It's about bad guys versus bad guys. And you're the bad guy and the other guys are the bad guys yeah. and innocent people are getting killed in between. Then you have to come home and think about all the stuff that yeah. you saw and did. And yeah. It's really, and, really fucking powerful. Constantly movie. be told by politicians that you're important and then yeah. shown by politicians that you're not. That you're not. No. Yeah fucking crazy man that movie does a really good job of like you said showing the the post-war life and what that's yeah. like too amazing Catherine say, bigelow is incredible i would say actually that's real interesting like comparing uh, uh you know in hurt locker him coming back home to uh last week on black with black coat's daughter yeah to cat uh, not wanting to lose oh right her her demon friend yeah yeah like it's the it's the only life you know. It's the life that you're comfortable in. It's, yeah. it's not you're not happy no. necessarily. But it's what but you have. It's what you have. So you don't want to be back home. You want to be in Iraq, uh, defusing bombs. My God, man. <laughs> Jesus. Um, also, we got Pet Cemetery. I know you're a fan of that one. I like you. Don't go down that road. Don't go down that road. Sometimes that is bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Mary Lambert, who um, I, I think that movie is fine. I just I don't. It's I don't got think some I terrible like Stephen King very much, honestly. Yeah, I don't maybe it's think like I that. Do. I because like when I go through all is the see the Tom Cruise of books. <laughs> he might be when I go through all the movies that are based off of his work. Yeah, there very few of them are good. Okay, all right. And I I would say that you could blame the people interpreting, but the common element running through all of them is that they're based on Stephen King's work. That's true. They do all have that in common. They do. So, like, when, when the best movie made a, a, a adapting your work is the one that you think is the worst, 
which Maybe is to say the shining the problem yeah because uh, you Stephen know king doesn't like the shining which is the best movie adapted from his work without a doubt sure. yeah you know when you put it that way you do kind of have a point <laughs> like i you know i've read his novels and fine i yeah. liked it i like you know yeah i i'd like stuff that carries awesome but I just don't think that they adapt well to movies. I can see that. Have you ever read Pet Cemetery? No. The book is fucking rad, dude. Yeah, you I'm should sure totally like read it. Yeah, a lot of mythology behind. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. That's and, the thing I do like about it. And even whenever the people come back that are dead, they're a lot more like hellish and fucked That's up because awesome. they've yeah. like literally been to hell and yeah. stuff. So it gets way darker than what the movie does. Yeah. Looks pretty badass. I, I enjoy the movie, but it's not particularly well acted by most no. of the people in it. I do I do like that the little kid turns evil, and that's fun. Yeah, little Gage. Yeah, little Gage. Little old Gage. That fucking name. Yeah. God damn it. Lewis Creed. Gage. The soil of a man's heart is stony. Dude, Herman he's, Munster is the reason to watch it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's the best part. He's the best part. The entire doubt. time, you're just like, yeah, I want more of that guy. I think whenever we do that movie on the show, we should just do the whole thing. In his voice. Oh, okay. Oh. I enjoyed this film. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Maine. Um, so we should definitely talk about Amy Heckerling, mm-hmm. who okay. has been around for a long goddamn time making quality stuff. Uh, you may know her for Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, yes. Or Clueless, which yes. is a movie that's still good. Still a good flick. My wife and much. I have watched it twice recently. Like Tight. We watched it. Maybe six months ago, and we had watched it before that, probably three months before that, but we were drinking, so my wife yeah. was like, I don't remember watching it. Let's watch it again. Awesome. Paul Rudd looks the same. Absolutely the same. 100%. Still have a huge crush on Alicia Silverstone. Who doesn't? Uh, Brittany Murphy was super cute in it. Oh, she yeah. She did, though. She does. She True. did. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but Amy Hegerling, I mean, like, the thing about Clueless that holds up is, one, it's based off of uh, Shakespeare, which is always helpful. Bill Shakespeare. Oh, Billy Shakes. But two, it uh, it doesn't present teenagers from that fellow kids standpoint. Yeah. Where it's like, I know what the kids are saying and doing these days. Mm-hmm. It presents like real people following ridiculous fashion trends and things. Yeah. But like, it shows them as real. Totally. They're not just like caricatures. Uh, I think Fast Times kind of has that where they're caricatures for yeah, sure. Like, but it's awesome. It's still awesome. Yeah. yeah. And Phoebe Cates is awesome. so hot. Yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> um, but yeah, we there's so many really great female directors. Penny Marshall, mm-hmm. who directed A League of Their Own, is the Fucking one I would awesome, point to dude. first. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. That is I've seen for that movie sure. a million fucking times. Yeah, it's so great. And I really do want to make my remake of it called A League of Their Own, where I have Charlize Theron play every every Ooh. one of the characters. Okay. I like it. It's, the a, little it's kid. a whole league of her. Yeah, just her. Tight. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be real fun when they come together to sing that song at the end. And it's just <laughs> 50 Charlize Theron. <laughs> Just recently, my wife went and saw A Wrinkle in Time, directed by Ava DuVernay. How is it? She didn't love it. Yeah? She said it was fine. Okay. She probably would have liked it more if she'd read the book or I something, I never read maybe. the book. But she also directed Selma. Selma. Uh, Ava DuVernay. And she, I believe she was announced to be directing uh, one of the DC movies. Oh, really? I'm not positive on that. But uh, 
So she's got herself a pretty good body of work going on, too. Yeah. Selma, which one is that? That's, uh, it came out two years ago, I think. Yeah. It's uh, about the equal rights marches and things. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never seen the ads yeah. for that. I never did watch it, though. Oh, check it out. It's a good one. Right on. Yeah. There are other great directors, but they're also direct, like, I'm not saying they're not great directors, but movies that were directed by women that you probably don't know were directed by women. Yeah. For instance, Wayne's World. What? Yeah. Co-directed by a woman. Shrek. Okay. Co-directed by a woman. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. I love a Shrek. And Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, that's one of my favorite movies. Now, in all those cases, they were co-directors. Okay. I, I just... They had a man in the kitchen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like, if... Because I, I think with... Uh, with a couple of them, they're a husband and wife pair, mm-hmm. or just writing partners or directing partners. But, like, it's also a thing, like... You know, you don't see a lot of movies co-directed by two men. But right. You do see movies where it's a man and a woman. Yeah. Like the studios are afraid to just hire the woman. Oh yeah. Yeah. It might be that. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, uh, still, those movies were obviously influenced by the co-directing of, of women. So that that's awesome. Doesn't still think? counts. Still counts. Still counts. Yeah. Um, well, good stuff. Way to go, ladies. Y'all yeah, making some go. good flicks for us. Hell yeah. <laughs> Get well, in there in the kitchen and make a movie. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounded very much <laughs> like you're talking to... Way to go. You made your little movies. <laughs> no, like women, uh, for real. Uh, there's also uh, Punisher Warzone, directed by Lexi Alexander. Oh, shit, really? Punisher Warzone is uh, over-the-top insanity. Which is exactly how Punisher should be depicted. Absolutely, yeah. I don't like that uh, I see so many stickers on the back of cars with the Punisher skull, because I know what they think that means. Yeah. They think that means killing black people. Okay. Because that's what they would do if they were the Punisher. (laughs) My God. But the Punisher's a psycho. He's psychotic. Yeah, absolutely. He's not a hero. No, uh uh-uh. He's not supposed to be someone's hero. No. So... When you, if you do watch Warzone and you should, like almost in the opening minute, a person gets shot by a uh, rocket launcher while doing parkour. Tight. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, like, I really like, and Lexi Alexander's directed other stuff for sure, but like, she also is, I follow her on Twitter. I love her stuff. Like she, she just points out all the time where women are like passed up for yeah. uh, getting to direct movies, or like she'll point out how few episodes of TV shows are actually directed by women. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous to to think like there are these great women out there who are good directors yeah. and they just don't get these jobs, and the only common element is that they're women. Right. So. Well, it's cool to see that I think that we're seeing more and more female directors getting bigger and bigger projects with these huge licenses, like Wonder Woman and stuff like that. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's a big deal. Gigantic. And Patty Jenkins is getting paid big fucking money to come back and direct the sequel. So, yeah. So good on her, man. Good on her and good on all of them. Yeah. So, way to go with your little movies. (laughs) 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 It's, it's, It's seriously ridiculous. Like... Uh, if you, I mean, women already know this. I'm not pointing anything out to women, but yeah. guys, just watch interviews uh, of actors and actresses, and just notice how they ask actors actual like 
questions. Yeah, yeah. And they ask actresses about their appearance. Yeah, what are you wearing? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah, absolutely so. So, yeah, the, even even though women are succeeding, people are still treating it like it's it's precious. Like, it's just a right. cute little thing. Right, right, oh, right. You, you're, but, like, it, it needs to become a standard. Yeah. Girl like power. a normal, everyday thing. Yeah. This is the time that we need the Spice Girls to come back. <laughs> I think we need new Spice Girls. New Spice? We yeah. need, like, Cuban Spice? Yeah. I want to see Cuban Spice. Cardamom Spice. I want to see car- Coriander. <laughs> I want them all to start with C. Clove. Clove Spice. <laughs> well, or I want all the Spice Girls to form together to be all Spice. <laughs> Like an Ultron type yeah. character. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All Spice. <laughs> yeah. Now that yeah. I can get on board with. All Spice. <laughs> That's killing me, dude. <laughs> well, the main topic that we're going to be talking about today is is XX, which is currently streaming on the Netflix and uh, it is a four-part horror anthology. Yeah. Steve, was this the first time you'd ever seen it? No, I... Uh... I watched it a little after it came out on Netflix because okay. um, I think we were on an anthology kick at the time. Okay. My wife and I, and I was like, oh, new horror anthology, yeah. let's, let's watch it. Um, I, like I didn't anthology. even know it was just all directed by women until started seeing the credits as, yeah. as you go. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed this movie. Um, as far as anthologies go, it has, it has some strong elements yeah. and then... One weak link, I think. Yeah, kind of every anthology sort of has at least one that you're kind of like, uh, yeah, about. And, and maybe I'm just not getting it. Maybe if I did a bit more research or, or something, I could understand. Uh, don't fall. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't get it. No, huh? No. I don't get it. So we're gonna be going through all these kind of one by one and talking about each flick and mm-hmm. talking about what we thought about each one here and uh, giving it a little mini review yeah. as we go. This is also my first time watching the movie as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you. I enjoyed it pretty good. I like an anthology flick. I like uh, a meal of snacks. It's sort of yeah. the, t- the topest I of really movies. I really do. Um, like, and we've talked about anthology flicks in the past, yeah, but yeah. like the VHS series, uh, uh-huh. especially one and two, yeah, I enjoyed. pretty cool. ABCs of Death. I like both of those. Yeah. Uh-huh. Really good. Creep Show, obviously. Uh, uh, Southbound. I don't that. know if you've seen that no. one. Check that one out. It's huh. good. Uh, it's got it's got one really effective uh, segment that I like, but right on. the the others are still pretty good. So yeah, like uh, there are a lot of great horror anthologies, and, horror, and anthologies are like perfect for horror because totally. horror sometimes can drag on. Yeah, and it's like oh, this would be better if it were shorter. Yeah, we'll and talk so, about that next week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, and also sometimes. Uh, you you really want it to keep going? Yeah. Let's say with Black Coat's daughter, like, right, it's just right, like, yeah. oh, you can take all the time in the world. Totally. Or the witch, take all yeah, the time you want. More, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think the none of these go over long. I don't think so either. Nothing really overstays its yeah. welcome. It's all pretty. Like it, I think it's eighty minutes total. Yeah, it's pretty short. Yeah, pretty, pretty short. short. So yeah, let, and this like, is a pretty strong anthology movie. And like a lot of anthologies, it kind of has. Has somewhat of a framing device that goes in between yeah. the flicks, but it's not a storyline of its own, like Tales from the it Dark does, Side or something like that. It does actually have a, sh- a slight story. What's yeah. happening? Okay, okay, so the the framing device is basically a, a creepier version of a tool video. Yeah, it's like, like an Adam Jones stop motion where, kind of thing. Yeah, where a dollhouse um, is moving around yeah. and doing things. Basically, the story to that is 
that the dollhouse is going to find a butterfly to put into the heart of a doll that brings it to life. Oh. Yeah. Well, fuck me. I missed that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it, it occurred because the framing device, yeah. it's like maybe a minute at the beginning, then a minute between each of the segments. Okay. And so the, the story is not, I mean, it's, it's not. It's easy to lose track of. Yeah, it's it's not real important either. Right. Like I don't think I think Most mostly cool. the important part of the framing story is just that awesome stop motion yeah. technique and it's what's awesome. going on. It like, looks great, dude, and real creepy. Hell yeah, <laughs> that dollhouse is creepy as shit. So the first story that we get in here is the box, which is the one that was based on, like you said, a Jack Ketchum. Yeah, short Jack story. Ketchum. Uh, and this, the box is, um. The, the perfect title for it because like yeah. the entire fascination of the box is what's in the box what's in the, what's box? In the box um so like this one's the one we're gonna have to discuss maybe the yeah, most because exactly. it's, it's the hardest to understand but it, it's good like it's cool yeah it, 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 it draws beautiful. you in yeah. you want to know what's happening yeah but basically what happens is uh the the mom is with the two kids on the uh, train yeah like, subway. on the subway there's a guy nearby with a weird face does he have like maybe like bell's palsy yeah or something? it looks like he had like yeah like half of his face is sort like of old jr oh good old but jr nowhere near as charming <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a box and the boy asks what's in the box basically yeah. and he lets him see thought it might have been a dick in a box hold on it was sitting on his lap it was what the hell? All right, never mind. This, we don't have to talk about this. Yeah. It, Myth busted. Th- his dick was in the box, and the kid got freaked out and didn't <laughs> eat anymore. Uh, but yeah, so the kid the kid sees what's in the box, and then he stops eating. Yeah. He and, just totally doesn't want to eat food whatsoever. Yeah. Everybody and, else in the family is gorging away. He, He'll have he no says, part of it. everything's fine. I'm just not hungry is all. Yeah. Yep. Everything's fine. So, like, what is going on? And then basically, progressively, the daughter, you know, stops eating. The dad, finally, the son tells the dad what he saw. And the, and dad, the dad stops, stops eating. eating. Yeah. And then they all die of starvation. Yeah. Except for the mother. Yeah. And then she says, I'm hungry. And she says, I'm hungry. She says, I'm hungry. It's a really interesting, weird flick. And again, yeah. I spent some time just trying to, like, think about maybe what it could be about. Because definitely the, the apex of the movie... So when the mom has the dream about her own children eating her. And she smiles. Yeah. Because they're finally fucking eating. The special effects for that part are fucking nuts. They look so good. When that kid like slices a filet off Uh of her like calf. Yeah. And it's like down to the bone and shit. Looks great. It is grisly as fuck, man. Uh, Um, I think what this is about is nothing. Okay. Like... And I'm not. I'm not saying it's not about anything. It's about nothing. Okay. Because they use the word nothing throughout. Yeah, the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, and there's. So my theory is there was nothing in the box. Okay. Nothing at all. They're talking about nothing. Like yeah. whenever. Oh, the it's two, like Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> it's Seinfeld. That's the funny. Is, What's in the box? What's, What's not the deal with the box? <laughs> I'm a bee. <laughs> um. So, but like the two kids, the mom walks in. She asks what they're talking about, and they say nothing. Yeah, they do that, say that like a million times. Yeah. yeah. Um. They're 
they nothing is the matter. One, at one point, the kid is asked, "What's the matter?" and he says, "Nothing. Nothing, yeah. nothing is the matter. They eat nothing. They're subsisting hmm. on nothing." Okay. All they're thinking about and talking about is nothing. Okay. This is something that caught my attention because this is uh, something I, I paid attention to a lot in a Shakespeare class right. that I had. Much Ado About Nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shakespeare writes about nothing a lot. Yeah. Sometimes it means a vagina. It's true. Sometimes nothing is a reference to a vagina. Yeah. But um, he talks about it specifically like it is a thing. Right. Like nothing is not... Nothing. It it is a thing itself. itself. Like the concept of nothing. So like the thing that might be blowing this kid's mind and then blowing his sister's mind and his dad's mind is just nothing. Mm -hmm. The idea of nothing and nothingness. And they're subsisting on that nothingness. Uh, And it it might even have that Shakespearean connotation of a vagina where the mother is nothing. The dream she has is them eating her. She is nothing. Right. Um... Hmm. Like, this definitely has a lot to it. I would like to read the short story and see yeah, if there's, too. like, more... If this is more of a just an adaptation of the story with a different plot or a different... Not a different plot, but a different, like, idea behind it. Sure. Or if this is dealt with more by the narrator of the story in yeah. the short story, so... Well, see, the thing that's interesting is, like, that's what lets you know that this thing has some some depth to it that I think is really cool, is the interpretation I got of it is completely different from okay. what you're talking about. But I can cool. see what you're saying, too. What, what you got? So, I'm kind of thinking that the theme of this movie, and maybe I was just looking into it this way because I know that this was a all-women anthology, and uh-huh. it was directed by a woman, and the main character is a woman, so maybe yeah. I was just trying to look into it and see uh, womanly themes, if you want to say it that way. Okay. I think a lot of this is about... Uh, a mother's uh, fear to be able to provide for her family, right, right, right. Because even even like from from day one, um, I I know that a lot of my female friends that have had kids, like if they can't start producing milk and breastfeeding the baby like immediately and providing for it, they think that they've like failed as a human. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, that's yeah, and that does seem to be. That's why she's smiling when they're eating her. Yeah, exactly. They're finally fucking like they're yeah, eating. She's able least. to provide for it. Like she's she would even be happy to sacrifice herself yeah. for her kids if it just meant that she could provide for them. That's kind of the theme that I got from the movie. Yeah. And obviously it shows that she's trying like, dude, the food shots in the movie, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, that looks good. Look at those chicken wings. Yeah, seriously. Look at that Chinese takeout. Like, like the food looks I, so yeah, like, good. They increasingly get more and more like just delicious the the food that you couldn't possibly pass up like, yeah there's no way you're not gonna eat that pizza yeah 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 but they just don't eat it like, yeah i i like i i think you're right for sure there's nothing wrong at all with what you're saying i think in fact they they make it clear at the end uh-huh. where like all of them die of starvation except for the mother. Yeah. And she says that she's hungry. Yeah. She's still hungry. So she she still wants to find a way to provide for them. She's uh-huh. still hungry for that. Like, yeah. Uh, in this, I guess, hunger uh, denotes desire to live. Mm-hmm. She wants to keep living. Um, she's devastated by the loss of her family, but yeah. she's still hungry for life. I don't know, like, 
This, this is a real it. enigma of of uh, a short because yeah. it seems to it seems almost to cut off right before a line that would make it all make sense. Or I know, something. right? Like, totally. Like there would just be one thing she would say, and you'd be like, "Oh shit!" There right? it is. But instead, it just ends with like. That sense of not knowing what's in the box, basically. I bet in the director's cut, at the very end, it, it's her, and she goes, nothing means vagina. Yeah. Credits. Yeah. <laughs> she just looks at the credits. I liked it. Like, it was one of those yeah. ones that, as soon as we watched it, I was like, I don't even know what I thought about that. But then the more I started thinking about it, and like I said, kind of thinking about those providing it is a sort of maternal themes, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I actually did. I dig this. I would put this one on a scale of 10. I would put this in about a, a 6, I think. Yeah, I think this is... Uh... And uh, nothing being one of my favorite subjects, I, I would give this uh, yeah a six and a half. I think yeah. this is a, a strong show. Well shot too. It's pretty well shot and well acted. Uh, surprisingly, the the kids really because they they have a lot to do yeah. but not a lot to do. Right. Yeah. And they do a good job with it. Totally. Like it seems like that would be hard as a child actor when what you're told to do is not vocal like the way they do a lot oh, is yeah. like their their facial expressions totally, yeah, and then yeah. like leaning and whispering to each other uh-huh. so like that that sort of acting has to be real Subtle hard stuff. for a child and they do great so. they do man the second story in here is the birthday party which was yeah. directed by saint vincent hell yeah annie clark directed the shit out of this she's awesome she is awesome she's a, a fucking fan. great guitar player she has a signature guitar from ernie ball which is yeah, one of the biggest like specifically american guitar companies designed for a woman's body yeah, yeah. dude because you know the typical electric guitar yeah not designed to be played with boobs it'll smash a boob yeah i've seen it happen <laughs> but that I've guitar seen i've seen it but dude, I would lo- I would fucking love to play one of those guitars. I think they look really dope. Do they? Cool. Yeah, they look really cool. I've heard they're very uh, very I'm well made. I'm a big made fan of her too. music, and this yeah. this uh, actually reminded me of uh, Cheerleader. It's off of her album that came out maybe in 2014 okay. or 15 or whatever. More recent. Okay. Anyway, basically, the song is about not wanting to have to hold up a partner anymore. Okay. Like right. not wanting to have to be the one that makes it possible for them okay. to live each day. Um. And that's what's happening in the totally, birthday party yeah, yeah. is that her husband, uh, who has accidentally killed himself by taking pills and drinking. Yeah. Meaning whenever he was home normally, he was just going through motions and she was propping up the family. Yep. Um, and now he's dead on the, the day, of, day their... of their adopted daughter's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a, a costume party in this real rich snooty neighborhood and the mother, played by Melanie Linsky, who I fucking love. She's Anything awesome she's in, this. in is so good, and she is so great in this. Yeah. She has to keep the fact that the husband is dead away from the daughter yeah. in an attempt to not ruin her birthday. But also, she is dealing with the fact that her husband's dead. Yeah. And she's going through all this, and then also there's an assistant there. I yeah. guess it's like her husband's assistant. Yeah, her husband has this like hot, young, skinny yeah. assistant. Who she looks being weird. a real bitch to her. Yeah. Yeah. Real um, strange. And basically, the, one of the things that we know about her is that she's kind of OCD, mm-hmm. and she has this like, uh, she wants everything to be perfect. Yeah. So like, this is re- like the most stressful thing it could possibly happen. Yeah. And she's having to hold it all together by her fucking self. Yeah. And she's having to hold it all together by herself. And basically, the people coming to the party, the adults coming to the party. The, I know this type of person. I hate this type of person. <laughs> 
they're coming to the party hoping it sucks, basically. Yeah. They're coming to the party so they can have, like, ammunition to talk shit about her behind her back. Right, totally. And that's what they do with each other. Yeah. That, that is how they all communicate. Yeah. Because you have that one neighbor who comes over who doesn't even have her kid with her but wants to come to the party. Right. Because she, uh, the last birthday party had, like, a big DJ and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And then... Because <laughs> their lives fucking suck and they have nothing else to do. They have nothing else to do. Yeah. They have a, a, a ridiculous amount of money, no creativity, and... <laughs> that must suck. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, um, and, and the thing I really loved is that uh, we don't really... I don't remember her name. The name no, of the mother or no. the names of the characters really. Uh-uh. But the the thing that she says to the woman who comes over who wants to come to the party hoping it'll be a big huge bash like the other place. The other one says she says to her it's just her friends and cake. Like it's just a regular birthday party. Yeah. Just some kids hanging out, wearing costumes for whatever reason and eating cake. Like she's already in some sense, a failure mm-hmm. in the eyes of the neighborhood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not over the top. It's not blown out. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not some big to do. I don't get that. I don't. I don't get that at all. Like, um, you came to my wedding. My wedding was uh, great. Yeah. Uh, it cost about two hundred dollars. Yeah. Peanut butter uh, and jelly peanut bar. Peanut butter and jelly bar, board games at the tables. I had laryngitis. Yeah. Everybody the thought end. I was fucking around. Like, I, I I don't get expensive weddings, expensive birthdays. Like, no, who, what are you doing no. this for? Like, who are you impressing? I know, this? right? Yeah, I don't understand. So, Something yeah, like, just lasts a day. Who the fuck cares? Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's about having a fun time, right? Yeah. Not about... But if you need to spend a ton of money to do that, you fucking suck. And the thing is, we all know this, too, because any time you get invited to a wedding, it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. I like, hate weddings. I'm, you know, I'll come to your wedding. Cool. Yeah. But like, oh, like it's a whole bunch of shit. Totally. And it's like all so strictly organized. Mm-hmm. Like organized fun. Is it fun? To no, me? absolutely not. So, yeah. So I, I, I totally um, identify with the mom throughout yeah. this. Just like. Her stress, because I also have extreme anxiety about putting anything together like that. I understand the stress, but I, I can't imagine because like her husband is obviously the provider. Yeah, she's also having to deal with the fact that like her husband is dead. He yeah. killed himself. Yeah, yeah. Maybe probably accidentally, but mm. like, how do you how do you cope with that? And then like you know. <laughs> It's actually funny. Yeah. Like, the whole segment is really funny. She's dragging his body well around and hiding him in a closet. And then yeah. ends up having to put, like, the big, like, bear head or something yeah, on him. Yeah, she apparently ordered a a, pan, a wrapping panda yeah. to wish her daughter a I happy birthday. I like that birthday. segment. That was fun. It was very funny. And yeah. she gives him $1,000 to take the costume from her. And I believe he was Iceman. Wasn't that the guy who plays Iceman? Oh, Ice was man? it? I think so. Tight. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> So she gets the suit from him and puts the suit on the dad and seats him at the table. And then, of course, he falls into the cake. Yeah. And the assistant tries to pull him up by the panda head and the head comes off. Yeah. Revealing dead dad. Yeah. And we're also then given the full title of the segment, which is the birthday party or the memory Lucy suppressed from her seventh birthday. That wasn't really her mom's fault. Even though her therapist says it's probably why she fears intimacy. 
<laughs> which I love. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I like, love this segment I so too. much. It's, uh, I like... Cause this it is set, scary. Yeah. It, it's scary in the sense... It's weird of, and surreal. Very surreal. Yeah. yeah, very strange. But it's also, like, funny. It's a dark comic... Absolutely so. Uh, ...atmosphere throughout. Yeah, definitely. And it's really ultimately about how... Moms are always the one that have yes. to fucking hold their shit together, even when yeah. everything is coming unglued around <laughs> them. They're the ones that always have to fucking smile and keep going. Yeah, which you know is one of those things that I saw my mom do a million fucking times, probably too much. You know, throughout yeah. my entire life. Yeah, you know, it's like just shit is coming off the rails unglued, but you just have to smile and go on with it. Because yeah. if mom's not holding it together, then it all really comes apart. I think the closest that I have felt to that is with my dog. I have a very anxious dog. <laughs> and so if I lose my shit, my dog loses her shit. Yeah. So you got to stay cool. So I got to stay cool. That, this is also why I'm not excited to ever have children because yeah. I don't want oh to do that. Oh my God, dude. I cannot fucking imagine no, that shit. I don't want, I want to be able to rant and rave and yeah. I love yeah. the look of the birthday party, too. It's all, like, very bright and yeah. shiny and, like, clean. Uh -huh. And to me, there's so much stuff. And, again, you know, maybe it's because St. Vincent directed it, but there's so much stuff about this that reminds me of, like, a really slick music video. Yeah. It like, does have a music video yeah. feel to it. It's like you could totally hack this down to four and a half minutes and uh -huh. make a slick music video yeah. out of it for sure. I yeah. really, really, really dig it, man. This is this is my favorite portion of the entire movie. Yeah, one hundred percent. This I think is the best. Uh, uh, I really do like her only living son, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. But like, I don't think it has. I don't think it's as creative, perhaps, as as this one was. Well, that's what I liked about the birthday party too. Is it didn't remind me of anything. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it has no connection to yeah. any horror movie like, I can think of. Maybe you could say it's a little like Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> it, yeah, okay. Yes, this is. Uh, if Weekend at Bernie's was as dark as it really should have been. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, I enjoyed it very much, man. I would, I would rank this in an eight out of ten. Yeah, for sure. This is uh, amazing. I, I really enjoy Melanie Linsky, and I really, I really uh, love the direction of it. So yeah, eight, eight's perfect. I hope that we see. I keep saying Saint Vincent. Another just stage name. What's her actual name? Uh, Annie Clark. Annie Clark. I really hope that we see her do more flicks. And she used stuff. to date Cara Delevingne from City of a Thousand Planets. You don't say. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, the next thing that we got on here is Don't Fall, which is the worst part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is killers. Whereas like, I think all the other ones, dude, like there's some kind of, you know, maybe hidden commentary yeah. or hidden allegory. Unless I'm just really dumb, this just seemed like a straight monster movie to me. Yeah, like it seemed. And the thing about the thing about it is, I could see this short getting someone to fund a larger movie. That's what it feels like, yeah. right? But I this short itself doesn't work. No. There's not enough for us to understand what's going on. No, really. and there's nothing about these characters that makes you like care about what's going on. Yeah. It's just, it's basically about these four friends that are taking like uh an R V trip out into the desert. Yeah, just to camp. They find some like paintings on the side of uh -huh. a of a of a rock and then the girl gets stung by a scorpion and, and then, then that, she becomes a demon. Yeah, and she kills her friends. The end. That's basically it. Uh -huh. And the the title "Don't Fall" is in reference to uh, the "Don't Fall" prank 
where I she's standing so. on the edge of a cliff and her girlfriend says, don't fall. Yeah. And then she is like, what? You're fuck. That's insane. You're a crazy person. <laughs> how is mean. that a prank? Also, how's that the name of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> what a fun joke. Now, this is what I think right. is that it, what we would maybe learn in an hour and a half version of this yeah. is that she is uh, possessed by uh, like an Anasazi trickster god or something. Okay. And that like the the tr- the trickster god is like because they all are playing pranks. Yeah, yeah. Leading up to it. Okay. The trickster god is like her response prank. Okay. In some way. I mean, that sounds like any any yeah. other decent Netflix fucking but, horror movie. Yeah. yeah, but again, that's like I'm making that. that up. <laughs> yeah, that's not in the, the short at all. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just so fucking simple that yeah. uh, it, which I don't know. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's fun. Maybe it's fun that this is kind of different from the yeah that's the other true. segments. But I think everything else was just kind of so creative and neat that this was just like so bland by comparison. I guess the makeup of the monster was kind of cool. Yeah, it was. It was creepy for sure. It looked like the the face on the cover of the Fright Night poster. That's it what did. It, me of. The it big, did. Big point. It looked like that combined with a Goomba from the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> oh my god! No, that's exactly what it reminded yeah. me of. Fuck! I thought it was Fright Night. No, it's, it's a Goomba. Goomba. From oh, oh Super Mario Brothers. My story. God! Yes, Goomba <laughs> face. That's exactly what it fucking is. Um, Damn. So yeah, I mean, my I this was the shortest note taking i've ever done for anything yeah i have like five I, lines i wrote fuck scorpions and yep. <laughs> pranks never funny nope <laughs> like, what? it's about I all just don't get it no i like the um i like the effects and stuff like when she falls and you see the bone like come yes, out of her fucking that is good. leg See, that's, that's the thing is, there's potential in this but it's like you said that's the kind of special effects pitches that you use to like yeah to show like we can do this throughout the movie yeah now imagine if you gave me a full movie budget give me give me a million bucks i turn this into something fucking awesome yeah exactly but instead they just kind of stuck to that Uh put it in here i don't know didn't really do much for me it didn't it didn't yeah for sure uh, I don't really have much to say about it because there's just not much to say. I, I would want, like, uh, the director is, uh, uh, what's her name? Roxanne Benjamin. Uh-huh. I would watch something else she she does. Yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, if you guys I, I think she out, obviously sure. showed competence in, in, in what she was doing here, et cetera. Uh, and she also, uh, I think she co-wrote The Birthday Party okay, with Annie Clark. So cool. she obviously knows what she's doing. Yeah. But this just didn't. It just didn't have it. But you know, maybe at the same time, maybe maybe it's like she grew up watching classic or monster creatures. Yeah, she features, wanted to like do Jeepers that. Creepers. Yeah, and maybe she was like, "I love that genre so much." Yeah, I just and they were it. like, "Well, we can only take fifteen minutes or yeah. twenty minutes." And she, and she was fine. like, "I make Fuck. a monster. All right, I'll, yeah. I'll cut it down. I'll see what I can do." Well, it's like if I was ever, you know, directing a movie and I got proposition to work in an anthology thing like this slashers are like my jam yes they're also like the most unoriginal thing in the oh, world 100%. but i love them so it's like i would contribute a slasher because yeah. that's my like work of love i you love slashers ma- i think a 10 minute slasher could be really good oh, dude fuck 100 yeah, yeah absolutely so but this one overall i'm just i'm gonna say it's like a three yeah uh, uh i i'd say uh if i'm right in my guess that it's a trickster god I, i'd give it a four yeah <laughs> yeah too bad you had to make that part up. Too bad I had to make that part up. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I do like that at the end, it, uh, there's a new painting on the wall yeah. showing her and her four victims. Because yeah. the first painting, I think, had three. Okay. So, like, 
each of those paintings represents somebody has come here, touched this wall, got stung by. Sk- like there's so some yeah. complicated version of <laughs> demonic possession going on. Yeah. And then you got to touch the thing. You got to yeah. get some of that scorpion. Collect three gold coins. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like the ring. Yeah. It, it's kind of like the ring. Yeah. So the last segment in the flick here is her only living son. Yeah, and this is directed by Karen Kusama, who also directed Jennifer's Body and okay. other stuff. She's a very good director, I think. Jennifer's Body will have to cover some time. That yeah, movie got I've never hurt. Seen it. it got hurt by its uh, advertising. Okay. People basically, you know, it was advertised as like, uh, come, you know see this hot chick mm-hmm. and Diablo Cody's new funny ass movie. Ooh. But it's not I mean there's humor in it, but toe it's, it's a horror movie. And it's got toe thumbs. <laughs> Old toe thumb McGee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like it, I think Jennifer's body is actually really good. Right. On. But again, like you always get that I hate um advertising for movies. I Yeah. I'm one of those people that really dislikes previews sure yeah like i i hate them because they like always make movies especially, man yeah there's they give you so much the fucking movie yeah and they also make all movies look the same yeah totally yeah like you could come up with like anything could be uh put into that pr- that same mold yeah. for a preview you can make it look like and people have done this on youtube where you like just edit uh, Lord of the Rings to turn it into a, a gay love story between Frodo yeah, and yeah, Sam. Yeah. Like, it's not hard. The shining romantic comedy to make, one is yeah, awesome. Exactly. Yeah. It's not hard to just edit things together and make it look like a certain type of movie. Totally. And a lot of times they do that yeah. and they ruin the movie because people go in expecting that certain movie thing, and they right. get something completely different. Yeah, absolutely so. Um, and so I think that's kind of what happened with Jennifer's body is that it just wasn't advertised right. People right should have been advertised a horror movie instead of hot movie yeah dark yeah. comedy uh with one you know with some hot chicks in it right you know <laughs> i don't know it also has uh amanda seyfried in it and it's oh, really? uh i think it's her best role like because she, she she she's the ugly girl in it like okay. she's not ugly but she's like not pretty she's okay. not uh what's her name toe thumbs yeah what is old toe thumbs Meg, megan, megan fox, fox. yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll cover that sometime. But Karen Kusama, she directed and wrote her only living son, which is about basically a sequel to Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, it's kind of got that Rosemary's Baby omen yeah. kind of vibe, only it seems like it's kind of about a mother that loves her son, even though she knows that he's like a fucking demon Antichrist uh-huh. character and is trying to move him around the country to keep him away from areas yeah. of influence from these people that want him to come into power. Yes. and people in the entertainment industry they dropped uh-huh. a lot of stuff about the entertainment industry which is kind of weird yeah well her her his father yeah is actually satan yeah but basically his supposed his earthly father is a, a hollywood movie star yeah. who became that by selling his soul to satan which gave satan reign to then impregnate yeah so like it, it yeah it's got this interesting entertainment industry political element going yeah. on too like but it really is just a story a, a very small story of a mother and a son yeah uh, and she loves him even though he's doing yeah real fucked up shit like nailing squirrels to trees ripping off yeah. girls fingernails Jesus. at school yeah okay it's real fucked up it reminds me a lot of we need to talk about kevin yes it does it 
it reminds me a lot of we need to talk about men. Yeah, probably um, so. That's what I think the focus of yeah. this is. There's this big boys will be boys. Boys will be bo- boys will rip your fingernails out. Yeah, you know. But he's a good student. We got to keep him in school. Yeah, which is like everything you fucking see every time somebody in an athletics department like rapes somebody. Yes, exactly. Like, well, he's doing so good for the team though. We can't. Yeah, that's or this like, is that's what, what, exa- what's his fucking name? That kid that that uh, Brock Henderson. Brock Turner. Turner. There you go. Brock <laughs> Some Turner. Brock Henderson out there is gonna get beat up. Damn. Now. <laughs> Actually, that's one of my fans that watches my channel. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Brock. Brock Turner. <laughs> Henderson, you're, a good, you, you're the good boy. Brock yeah. Turner. Nope. Fuck Tomorrow we see that Brock Henderson's arrested for God a rape. damn. And we said he was a good boy. No. But, you know, it's like that piece of shit. It was like. Mm-hmm. He's got his, he's got such a bright career ahead of yeah, him. And stuff. He wouldn't, he wouldn't what about the person he ruined? fucking raped? Yeah. What about their fucking future? I would love to fucking kick that judge's ass. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, yes. I like I, I think, I think we need a purge, which is just one day where everybody can beat up a politician. Yeah, or Brock Turner. Or Brock Turner. <laughs> you can beat up a politician or a convicted rapist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's extremely fair. If you <laughs> yes, ask me. it really is. Yeah. Just like like every rapist is like having like listen. I I understand. Uh, until we all decide that rapists deserve to die or whatever, yeah. rape is uh, going to be, you know, not a life sentence probably. Right. So if if we if we give rapists their, you know, three to five years or whatever they give them, six months for Brock yeah, Turner, six months case. suspended sentence, whatever. Fucking shit. Uh, we give them that, but also they know... One day a year for the rest of your life. Yeah, people can beat the Free shit out of beat you. Beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Maybe that's the deal. <laughs> I think that's so extremely fair, man. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, man, that person that you raped. Uh, guess what? Their effects don't go away after they three to five years, or six months. Yeah. They Holy don't fuck, go away. Man. But you're right. That is a big message throughout this movie. Is that yeah, boys will be boys, and mm-hmm. no, he's important. No, he's a good student. No, he's he's fine. And she, she is trying to be a good mother, but it, it, it's like it presents us. It presents us with the stereotypical good mother, yeah. bad son, right? And she's trying to be a good mother, and she interprets being a good mother as keeping him safe from consequences, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is that's. <laughs> Uh, kind of how we expect mothers to treat sons in this country for some totally, reason. Totally, yeah. Like, it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. He's a boy. He's got all that testosterone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's he supposed to do? Not his nail hormones a are raging. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. or, you know, seriously, you don't think women's hormones are raging? Like, yeah, really. You don't think right. a woman wants to fucking rip out your fingernails sometimes? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee, for instance, that his mother would love to rip out his fingernails, but he's doing it himself. Yeah, because he's growing so. claws. He's got a box of them underneath his bed in a shoebox. Yeah. That was really fucking weird. It was. That got weird to me. He's turning into a demon. This one, like, And she hugs it out of him. She does. She hugs it right the hell out of him. (laughs) This one weirded me out, I think, the most of all of them. Mm -hmm. Like, just in terms of how uncomfortably creepy uh, the whole thing was. I actually didn't think the son was a very good actor. No. He 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 had some cool lines, but he... Because he does say, I have dreams of an empire of misery. Yeah. Which is pretty uh, metal. Yeah, it's also like Trump voter. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I think we forget that sometimes. Like, 
uh, liberals or, or moderate Republicans who are like, what is up with these motherfuckers? Uh, I think we forget that that is what they for they want. They Apparently. foresee, like, one, no social programs. Yeah, yeah, No yeah. safety net. No. Fuck everybody but me. <laughs> like, that's the world they want to build. Yeah. And if, if you're not the right color, if you're not the right sex, if you don't want to fuck the right people, also fuck you. <laughs> fuck you for that, too. Oh, and by the way, if you're white and don't have enough money, fuck you. <laughs> like, Even some of us aren't good enough. Yeah. So... <laughs> Like, it's that, confusing. That's exactly what he represents in this, isn't it? Like he he represents so. that <laughs> uh, youthful rage and egocentric egocentric attitude yeah. that will destroy the world if if we let it run wild. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, almost half of our country voted for it. Apparently so. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. But yeah, yeah, this is really, I mean, I think in the end, a Rosemary's Babel's Baby sequel. Yeah. Like it, even like she talks about like when he was born and, and all that stuff. And right. It really seems like she's referencing those final scenes of yeah, Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, seems that way. Seems yeah. that way. I didn't really like the ending very much. No. They just kind of like, like the, it seems like the, the, the devil kind of shows up as sort of a dark shadowy yeah. presence. The lights go out, everything's shaking, and they just kind of like embrace each other. And then you hear like bones cracking and stuff, and yeah. then it shows them both just kind of like laying there dead. Uh huh. I didn't really like that. Yeah. It just seemed like they're like. Oh, it's mutually assured destruction. I, I, I guess, guess. If, if the idea is what we've been saying, yeah. then yeah, that is the. Everybody gets fucked in the everybody end. Everybody gets fucked in the end. I guess so. When you put it that way, I like in the movie, to me, it kind of came across as. I had a whole movie written for this, but I had to cut it off at 20 minutes, so I just had to end it somewhere. <laughs> if you want to see Rosemary's Baby 2, though, I'll do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. your lady. That, I mean, that is what horror anthologies really are, is a, a calling card for each of the directors and writers. It's it's yeah. a way of being like, look, this is something I can do. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, give me a bigger budget, and I can make this great. I can make this into a full, comprehensible story, etc. Oh, yeah. And so, that's, it's like that with so many other anthologies, too, like... Uh, like holidays, holidays, for example, yeah. man. Like, there's some really fucking great shit in that. Saint there's Patrick's some, Day. Oh man, mm-hmm. there's some shit in there too, man. Yeah. Those are some bad ones. Yeah. Shockingly, man, the the Kevin Smith, the Kevin Halloween Smith one's one not is great. the worst. Yeah, it's and not I great. love Kevin Smith, obviously, but dude, the Halloween one is fucking awful. And they gave him prime real estate. They gave him Halloween. They gave him Halloween. Come yeah. on, dude. And he went with cam girls. Oh, it was fucking yeah. terrible, dude. But then like. Jocelyn Donahue and the Father's Day. Yes. Went, Holy fucking shit. That's so good. Like, I and, and I can't remember who and directed that. It's just that her. One. It's just her. And, and, a, and a tape recorder. Yeah, a voice on a so tape. So good. Do you remember who directed that? No. I don't either. But it's like, I want to look up whoever it was because that short in that anthology was such a good calling card mm-hmm. that I'm like, I want to watch anything else that this person has to say because I think they have a fascinating style and view of horror and stuff like that same with the easter one in holidays the easter one is so fucking awesome it is so weird man it's it's real strange and dude it reminds me of like nightmares that i would have had when i was a kid like just being confused about stuff where it's like easter is when you celebrate jesus jesus bunny bunny. yeah and eggs (laughs) and then you have like this fucking crazy fever dream about this christ bunny thing it is so fucking trippy and awesome and again yeah. i want to watch anything else that person has to say because 
I like what I saw in that little sampler. Yeah, they're, anthologies are like little sampler platters. Whenever, whenever you go to oh, Charlie's and you get a combo app. Yeah, you get some of those uh, uh, potato skins, yeah. uh, cheese wedges or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Some tenders. Some chicken tenders. And you go, next oh, time yeah. I come here, I'm just getting the... You know, the the wedges. For those who don't know, Oh Charlie's is kind of like TGI Fridays, but better. Is I'd it? Say. Well, uh, TGI Fridays, everything is frozen. At yeah. Charlie's, uh, they actually do make all their own stuff. Do they really? Yeah. I thought it was a lot of boiling bag shit. No, no. it's. Uh, I worked at Charlie's for three years. No uh, doubt. Yeah, surprising. It's some of the only things that they don't make are the salad dressings. But really? they are their own brand. Okay. They just purchased them from a factory that makes What'd you do there? Were you a uh, server? I was a server, yeah. How many times did you have to say ooey gooey caramel pie? <laughs> I never they didn't they didn't call it ooey gooey back then. Instituted after your time. Yeah, caramel pie. Oh, people came in for that fucking pie, the potato soup the and potato the soup rolls. And rolls. <laughs> All the fucking extra butter. Extra butter. They always <laughs> wanted that honey butter, and I'd be always. like we don't have honey butter. There is that we no never had honey butter. Jedi in fact, what you're getting out of those little old Charlie's butter things as margarine. Yeah. So fuck off. <laughs> um i just i did look up the guy who directed uh, father's day yeah and he directed five episodes of Darknet, which is a show that i recommended when that. we talked about tales from the dark side yeah you should check out Darknet. so you're saying this dude knows what he's fucking doing yes he does he's the the loaded potato skin yeah the loaded potato holidays. skin always knows what it's doing <laughs> well what do you gotta rate her only living son her Only Living Son was real good, and uh, I I think it could be better, but I really enjoyed it. I, I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to rate that a six and a half. All right. So not too far from you. Yeah, the, I, I was really on board with it until until the ending, and, yeah. then, and then the kids kind of... Yeah over over dramatic kind of shitty acting. I think I think maybe the box and the birthday party were the only two that were written to be self-contained shorts. I think it maybe It seems that way, right? Yeah, the other two were probably meant to be like uh, an attempt at making a, a larger movie. It seems that way. Yeah. And they were hacked down to fit into an anthology yeah. kind of thing. I mean, overall though, I mean, considering that we said, let's see. I think we rated the box around a 6, birthday party around an 8. Uh-huh. Don't fall 3 or 4. Yeah. And, and then, then this, uh, around the six or six seven. And a half, seven, yeah. I would say that fair is pretty fucking well for an anthology. Yeah, actually. 100%. Especially when you're considering it's 80 minutes long. Like, yeah. you're not sitting through it for a long time. No. It actually seems to go by really fast. Yeah. And at the end, like, yeah, you, you, you have the box to think about. Because that's one that you will after watching it. You're it's just the most ambiguous, thinking. for sure. Yeah, it's so ambiguous. And you're going to be thinking about what it was about. Yeah. Birthday party is extremely entertaining. And then, uh, you know, the... The one at the end, it just has so much potential. And don't fall a short. And don't fall a short. So, <laughs> and it has some cool special effects. I guess so. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I mean, overall, this is this is well worth watching as an anthology. I'm gonna give it. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not averaging my scores. Yeah, yeah. Just general watchability. I'm gonna give it a seven. I think this is a good movie. I'm not too far off from you. I, I think that, uh, especially if you're a lover of anthologies. Yeah. I would rank this far, far beyond what I've seen as other like popular anthology series like uh-huh. like Wreck, Wreck, and all those. Like people watch those and people fucking love them, and it's like this is way better than that stuff. Oh, uh, it's way better. Wreck. Or, wait, what do you? REC talking? record. Wait, no, 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 because that wasn't an anthology. It right? wasn't. No, that's the zombie or uh, Paco Plaza's outbreak movie. Well, it's one that I'm thinking of. That's an anthology. Yeah, that's I like know, VHS, I, but it's not VHS. It's not VHS, but. I know what you're. You know what I'm talking about. Be wreck. 
<laughs> there might be a second wreck. Yeah. But, you know, it's like it's so much better than I think a lot of the other anthology type series that I see people really, really digging. Uh-huh. Um, it's not fucking amazing. It's not as good as like Creepshow or something like that. That's kind of the king of anthologies in my book. Yeah, Creepshow is a classic. But I still think this is pretty damn good. I think I'm going to toss it like a six and a half. I think it's definitely worth watching. And again, introduces you to some cool new female voices in the yeah, genre of 100%. horror. I especially really hope that Annie Clark gives us some more horror films. Yeah, I would love to see. Um, I'd love to see a full movie. Absolutely so. Because like, what well, maybe I don't know. Like, she she could shine most in shorts. Like, I think. Yeah. I think there really is. Uh, no reason why we couldn't have more horror anthologies. I know. Nobody's going to get upset at seeing, uh, you know, some cool 10-minute shorts and some that aren't so great. Like, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, totally so. Yeah. Overall, it's not like... When you watch, like, a really shitty horror movie and you're like, well, fuck, that was an hour and a half of my time. Yeah. I'm never getting back. That, <laughs> exactly. It sucks. But it's like whenever you sit down and watch an anthology that's an hour 20, an hour and a half... Uh-huh. And you're like, man, there was some cool stuff in there. Yeah. It's like you might look back and go, yeah, there's a few there's a few duds in that uh-huh. thing. But there's always going to be at least a couple that you think back and remember on that you really, really dug and that you'll go back and watch yeah. again. So, yeah, I'm with you. More horror anthologies, y'all. Yeah. What are we going to be watching on the show for the next episode here, Steve? Well, Ben, uh, by the time that we're covering this, people yeah. will probably be done talking about it. Probably. Hopefully. But we're going to talk about a Spanish horror film directed by Paco Plaza, yep. director of Wreck, mm-hmm. 1, 2, and 3, Okay, uh, called Veronica. Veronica. It has been getting so much like fucking Facebook viral mm, social media hype. I have a lot hype. to say about it. I cannot wait to hear about it. I just watched it for the first time the other night, as did you, I think, right? Uh, Actually, yeah. Whenever... Uh, I guess the thing started going around scariest horror movie ever made. Yeah, my yeah. wife and I, of course, were yeah, like, right. well, I hell yeah, there. let's yeah. watch that. Um, and so, yeah, watched it recently. I have a lot to say about it. Hold off until next week. I look forward to hearing your opinions about it, Steve. In the meantime, they can follow, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Ben Eller Guitars. That's a good place. Where can they follow you? Uh, you can find me, Instagram, uh, Twitter, kind of, at Steven Spratling, Steven with a V. The only way to spell it. You got that Whitler profile up yet? <laughs> <laughs> the National Whitlers Association? Yeah, NWA. NWA. Um, <laughs> you can also find us uh, at Dead Lovely Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And we have a great Facebook group. We and do. if you want to, uh, go old school and email us yep. at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. Let us know what movies you like, what you want us yeah, to please. talk and, and chuckle about, yeah. and just carry on and have a good time with. We love taking recommendations and uh-huh. watching stuff that we, we do never take seen. requests, but we won't do Freebird. Yeah, exactly. Because what do you say about it? It ain't going to get better. <laughs> tell you that. Let's do that for seven minutes. You know, there's a rumor that that actually was not the Skinner boys that played that on guitar. I believe that. There's a rumor that it's like the Wrecking Crew or one of those other okay. great, yeah. you know, old school studio uh-huh. bands. I cannot confirm or deny it. I don't want to believe it, mm. but it's possible. <laughs> well, you guys tune in next time for our episode all about Veronica. Please go on iTunes, rate and review our show. We spend a lot of time on this show and it takes you just a moment. Just a moment. To go on there, rate and review us. Give us a, a G-rated review or else they will not post it. Yeah. So keep it clean, you fuckwads. 
Did that sound cool? It did. Okay. Keep Sorry. it clean, you fuckwads. Yeah, I was, I was trying to sound edgy. It was. It was pretty. I was edgy. Yeah. I was edgy. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. I heard say something s- about SJWs. I heard a guy say that at Gadzooks one time. Really? Yeah. So I thought it might be cool. <laughs> yeah. If, if he's hanging out at Gadzooks, he's probably pretty edgy. Just hanging out at the Gadzooks, dropping F-bombs left yeah. and right. Buying mall ninja shit. Hard ass. Yeah. Well, you guys have been wonderful. We have been dead and lovely. We will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.